And welcome back. Ooh, Andrew and Brayden here with episode 11 of the Tuned In Podcast. Yeah. yeah, we're in the double digits now. Yes, absolutely. And you're catching us today sleep deprived because it is finals week. So we're... Yeah, didn't you say um, 7 a.m.? Yeah, 7 a.m. And I may or may not have stayed up until 1 a.m. So... <laughs> Watching decision. completely <laughs> worth it. Honestly, yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I took two two finals today, so I'm mentally drained. Yes. If you're out there watching this podcast, you're doing your finals. Um, you probably should stop listening. Probably should be studying right now. But hey, we're glad that you're listening to the podcast with us today. Good luck on your finals. Yes, we'll be praying for everybody. Um, we need all the prayers we can get. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. Reminder, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Instagram. Um, we, we'd love to hear your feedback, love your support. Yeah, kind of a fun note. I know um, we're able to see some of the analytics of where people listen to podcasts from. I saw a few people from Finland that have tuned into our podcast, so um, we'd love to hear that. If, yes. you're, if you're living in Finland, go check... You leave us a comment on Instagram. We'd love to love to follow you. Love to answer any questions. Um, wherever you are in the world, um, we're excited to talk about the Utah Jazz. But let's go ahead and get into some of these games this week. We had four since our last podcast, and I'm not going to brag or anything, but I did I did get four for four with my predictions. Fourteen and eight, so I still got a little edge on you, but yeah, right we did there. miss the Mavericks game predicting predicting that, so we're we predicted all but one game this season. But yeah, let's let's dive into the Clippers game. Um, I wasn't too focused on this one throughout the game, but I did was able to tune in for like parts of the game. Um, but what I guess what were your takeaways? Yeah, really. I actually thought it was a pretty good game for the Jazz. Something that stood out from the box score was John Collins had twenty points, four blocks, which was mm-hmm. pretty big. That's a that's a role we want him to play. Also. THT, KO, and Sexton all had double-digit scoring off the bench. Um, you love to see that, especially those guys coming off the bench. But, uh, yeah, tough loss, but we fought we fought hard and just couldn't come up with the win. Yeah, we've been able to beat a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've been able to beat a couple good teams at home. Mm-hmm. Our home record's a lot better than our road record right now. So I, I don't know, I... I was kind of thinking about predicting a win for this one, but it ended up being a loss. Um, it wasn't too much of a blowout. We 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 were in this game, um, but I did see they just outplayed us, right? They star power kind of carrying them through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, speaking of star power, we also turned around on Monday, and we lost that game as well, 134-120. Um, do you have any initial thoughts on that game? Just that the Thunder look really good. Um, they are the they are for real. They yes, they, they were I think they're the two or three seed right now in the mm-hmm. West, and just being able to see that um, it's it's well granted. Chet Holmgren's playing really well. Shea's like at an MVP level. I think some people yeah. are putting him in that conversation with Jokic and Embiid right now. Yeah. And yeah, they they outplayed us. I I was going into that one not really confident to win, and yeah, ended up being a loss. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think uh, I've been thinking about it this week. Three of the best teams in the NBA right now, at record-wise, is Minnesota, Oklahoma City, 
and Orlando. I know there's other teams in there, but all, all three of those teams are coming off rebuilds. So hopefully the Jazz are looking at what they're doing, especially Oklahoma City because they're Yeah, and they're I think – I don't know how much divisions matter in the NBA anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure – I don't know if – correct oh, me if I'm wrong, the – the Timberwolves and the Thunder are in our division. Yeah, that's true. And so Denver. I think that that means we have to and Denver. And Denver. So we have to play all of them four times a year, yeah. if I'm not oh, mistaken. We've already played we Portland four times, <laughs> and so yeah, our division's killing it. So we're just gonna have a hard schedule this yeah. season. With Timberwolves usually aren't that good. Yeah. Thunder usually aren't that good last, especially last year. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at the bottom of the division with the Blazers right now. I don't know. One bright spot, though, from this game, Keontae, a new career high. I feel like we're just going to keep saying that 30 points, 10 for 17. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about I was watching him play. And interestingly, um, Shea also had 30 points and seven assists, which is exactly what Keontae had. And they have very similar games. So I was just thinking about How many of those points were like in meaningful minutes, would you say? For Shea. For Keontae George. For Keontae. Well, it wasn't a complete blowout. Obviously, we didn't... It wasn't especially close, but... Right. I don't know. I mean, for him as a rookie, I would think that right now most minutes are meaningful. Yeah, for sure. And he... That's, like, his career game so far. Of course, we didn't get the win, but... Yeah. 30 points. I would love to see it. I was waiting for that. I didn't know it would come that soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very efficiently, too, and passing the ball. We talk about that all the time. He's he's giving us a glimpse of what he can become, so it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think we got spoiled with Donovan Mitchell when he we came did. into the league. We did. Because he was almost at an all-star level his rookie season. Yeah. Um, and so I don't expect Keontae to do that this year, maybe not even next year. Um, but I love to see um, a 30-point game from him. love to see these kind of bursts of talent. Um, that he's starting to show what he can become, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but maybe we can move on to the Knicks. Uh, this is my favorite game this week. Good game. I was able to to watch this one from start to finish. It was a great game. Almost gave it away at the end. Yeah. <laughs> kind of scarily. Um, I just want to highlight 16 three-pointers made this game. Um, I think that's a big factor why we won. Sexton played really well. Maybe we could add on in the Blazers game afterwards, he had 27 points as well. So back-to-back games with 26 and 27. He's such a high-energy guy. Was it this game where he got the strip? Oh, he had another eight-second violation. That's what it was, yeah. And you just, like, love that energy he brings to our team. But, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a little much. But in these last couple games, he's been getting us going, so. Yeah, they call him the young bull. I I guess he's had that nickname since he was a kid. Yeah, um, but he likes it. It fits his personality and his play style. Um, do you think Colin Sexton should be in the starting lineup now, after those two or three games? I don't know. I think I kind of like a lineup with him and Keontae. Not very tall. Not very tall. Uh, decent defensively, not great. I like Colin Sexton defensively a little bit more. Yeah. than the rest of our guards. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't start Chris Dunn, but I like him defensively. Clarkson's all right, and Abaji's all right. Horton Tucker 
in theory should be a good defender, but he doesn't always play. He doesn't always so have long. the effort. He gets some yeah. steals every once in a while, though. Yeah, he's such a long. Range. But yeah, I would I would say I do like Colin Sexton with George, just a little short, but we kind of yeah. make up for it with Laurie being seven foot. And I I think we're gonna talk about this later with the trade block, but Sexton's been on the trade block for a while. But I'm thinking, yeah. hmm, I don't know if I want to trade him, but we'll see. As well, I'll also add with the Knicks game, it felt like we played pretty good defense as well. At least through like the majority, like the fourth quarter, we kind of gave a little bit of a run that they kind of came back. Um, But for the majority of the game, we were closing it out with rebounds. We were um, playing really solid defense in and in the Blazers game as well the next day. Um, Kessler had seven blocks in the in the Blazers game. That was pretty insane. That was really nice. Thought he was gonna get a triple double with blocks, but not quite. Almost there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what we wrote down to ten, ten, and seven. Seven being blocks. Yeah, really good game from him. We're starting to come back from injuries. Um, mm-hmm. We forgot to mention Markinen's back now. Hopefully, he's been playing last game. minutes. Yeah, yeah, he's working his way back, but. Hopefully we see that injury report getting smaller because it was getting a little scary there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> some illness too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking for Markinen, since he's missed so many games, I wonder if he's going to make the All Star team. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard with that many games missed. Yeah, there's got a lot of good young players this year too. Mm-hmm. And it's all uh, we talked about a little last week. I almost wonder how much of a hurry the Jazz are to get him back, like. Like, are we trying to get a better pick or not? Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I'm not. I don't have any inside information, but it just seems a little fishy. Yeah, I mean, last year we made that trade with the Lakers. That mm-hmm. pretty much was a tank trade. Yep. Um. So we'll see what they do this year. Another standout thing. Um. Tht had a really good game against the Blazers. Um. We we basically dominated for three quarters. We were mm-hmm. by like thirty something points at the end of the third quarter. Really great defense throughout that game. We shot really well. I think we dominated the paint more than the three-point line against the Blazers. We were just getting to the rim at will with Sexton and THT kind of doing their thing. 53% as a team. Yeah. 33% from three, which is not, not terrible. Which is not really characteristic of us. We're not really a paint team. No. Like the Lakers, they're a paint team with mm-hmm. AD and LeBron, and we, yeah. we didn't do well against them. But when we're playing the Blazers, I guess that's the team we turned into. <laughs> yeah. That's true. We're kind of, and Kessler is dominating our side of the paint. We're dominating their side of the paint with Sexton and THT. But I don't know how much that will be consistent. Yeah. But it is, I guess, a play style that we can we can do when DeAndre Ayton's not, not really protecting the paint yeah. super well. Good game for the Jazz. Got the win. End of the week strong even though we started it kind of rough player of the week um we might have the same one but i'm curious who did you have i've got i've got him as well 20 26 and 27 we kind of talked about that a minute ago but and he was fairly efficient too um getting to the rim a lot and he hit and he's been doing he's been pretty efficient from three-point land as well he's not turning the ball over six times we're pretty good i've been really impressed with him i think he's Making a case that maybe he should be in the long-term plans for the Jazz, I don't know. It's interesting. But. Maybe this is, maybe this should be a reason we should think about trading him while his value is high. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I had him as well. Just 
a lot of great point totals throughout this mm-hmm. week. He's kind of led our offense yeah. for those wins that we had this week. Um, I didn't expect him to come out and be this dominant, yeah. and so I love the competition. I think maybe some competition between him and Keontae George could help them get better, too, because they're both kind of fighting for the same minutes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe a little bit of healthy competition can help them to play hard and pass, right? Help them be good players, help them to to improve their game and put the effort in every single night when they're kind of in that competition. We're in a, you know, it's a little bit of a different time for us because we got school ending and Christmas and we know that you've mm-hmm. got, we're, you guys are probably spending time with your family. So we're going to do a couple of extra predictions today to get us through the end of the year. So yes, we we will definitely get you a podcast after Christmas. Yes. Um, but we're going to predict at least to the end of the year, and then we'll see. We'll probably do a podcast. Um, this will probably be our last podcast of 2023, yes. um, which is hype. But let's get into just these this upcoming week. Let's just kind of run through it rapid fire. Give your prediction, maybe like one reason why you feel that way. Starting with the Kings on the road. I got, I got a win. I think we're rolling right now. And uh, why not beat the Kings? That's fair. That's fair. Is that tonight? That is tonight. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I've I've got a loss for that oh, one. Okay. Kings have been playing great basketball. I think Darren Fox is averaging 30 points a game. Low-key MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. Plus our road record isn't so great. So I've got a loss. Monday. I've got a win. Home court, fans cheering. Maybe we could get some free Chick Fil A at this game. I think we can lock up Cam Thomas and maybe get a win. Maybe we'll play the same way we did against the Blazers. We might have some success. I also got a win. Let's go on a little win streak here. Nets is a game you can, especially at home, that you can win. Yeah, the Nets have been like five hundred to their their record or something. So a little bit higher than us, but they're not. Anything crazy, and we're at home, so I got to win. Okay, Wednesday at the Cavs versus Donovan Mitchell. Just a little note, I think the Cavs are struggling a little. Did, um, I don't know if you saw, but Evan Mobley and Darius Garland both are having surgeries that are possibly season-ending. Oh, wow. Interesting. Or at least That's significant, unfortunate. like multiple months. So I've got to win. I think the Cavs are very disorganized right now. And Dang. we're just rolling. I got five in a row. That's where we're going to go. I originally, I didn't know about the injuries. I originally had a loss, but I think I'm just probably going to stick with my guns so we can have some variety. Fair enough. Donovan Mitchell will win you a game on his own. <laughs> and so I, I'd actually, I'm actually really excited for this game just to see him. He's still one of my favorite players, but it's really going to just determine on what kind of game Donovan has. So, but I got a loss. Okay, stay back to back. Detroit. Uh, I I am not super confident in our road win ability. This is a back to back on the road, but it's the Pistons, and the Pistons are awful. And so I I just couldn't give it to the Jazz to to have a loss against the Pistons, and so uh, I've got to win. Yeah. On the flip side of what we were talking about earlier, about the. Wolves and Oklahoma City. We also don't want to end up like the Pistons because they are so bad right now. I totally agree. Everyone's t- everyone's talking about the Pistons They're quite so a bit, bad. just because yeah. of how bad they are. That being said, 
I'm just contradicting myself, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that one's going to be a loss. Woo! Just seems like very on brand for this Jazz team to like overlook a team like the Pistons because we're kind of young. So It is on the road, too. That's kind of tough for us recently. I just... I was thinking, like, all things point to a loss. You're on the road. It's a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. But it's the Pistons. Like, come on. The Pistons can't win a game. And so I I think we got the Pistons locked up. I think we yeah. got that win. But we'll see. Okay. Saturday, Toronto. We got a long road trip. We start with Cleveland and end more than a week later, five games later on the road anyways. But Saturday, we head to Toronto. That one. Um, this I got our fourth wo- road win. Okay. And in Toronto, um, I got a W. Interesting. I got a loss for that one. We haven't played particularly well on the road. It's, this That's is true. I, yep. That's my my thinking of that. But you never know. You never. Know. Yeah, I'm kind of with the you never know. I think we got a r- road win against the Blazers. Toronto also isn't an amazing team right now. I don't think they're in the they're either in like the playoff hunt or they're kind of um, towards the bottom of the East. So I think if we can get a road win, it's it's at the Pistons and it's at Toronto. So I I don't know. I think we can get a couple wins on the road as long as we don't arrive the plane at like five a.m. I think we'll be okay. It's true. Okay, we got Tuesday another road win or sorry another road game against the Spurs on Tuesday. Who you got? I realize my predictions are kind of streaky here, but I've got a loss on that one as well. The Spurs are also pretty bad, but they did play really well last night against the Lakers. They did. You never know. I think that they might have. Who's going to guard Wemby? That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) thinking. Uh, I don't know. Devin Vassell's playing really well, or he played really well last night at least. So I don't know. I think the stretcher will be a little rough. That's my. I got a loss. It's a long road trip. This is the this isn't even the end of this road trip. But I've got a win against the Spurs. Spurs, same as the Pistons. They they're terrible. And so I think we're not even on a back to back this game either, which helps. I think we gotta put Kessler on Wembenyama. It's our yeah. best shot, and then Zach Collins could be guarded by either Markinen or Hendricks or Collins, whoever's starting that game. Um, hopefully Markinen will be playing 35 minutes this game. So yeah. I got to win. Yeah, we got to, I think that game we got to keep THT and Sexton out of the paint because uh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, we got to get our shooters <laughs> yeah. shooters rolling this game. We do. Okay, and then we end our road trip on Thursday, the next Thursday, with the Pelicans. What do you think about that one? I've got an L, a loss for this one. Okay. I think the Pelicans weren't happy that we beat them twice in a row and um, when we go to their home court I think they're going to be ready for us yeah I don't know the status of uh, Zion you never know with him but we got a loss as well I think it'll be close out our road trip a couple of losses but hopefully a good game okay Saturday at versus Miami this will be our last game we'll predict um, who you got at okay. home this time so I predicted four-game losing streak, but I say this game snaps the losing streak. We're coming back home. Jazz crowd's going to be hyped. It's going to be New Year's. Mm-hmm. Getting close to New Year's. New Year's solution. Beat, yeah. the, beat the heat. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to be ready to go. It's going to be rocking in Delta Center. I've, I'm going to contradict you. I've got a loss. Okay. The Heat are a really good team. They're really good. 
And so I kind of similar to like how our, how we lost to the Clippers, I feel like they're going to come prepared and going to be a loss. Okay, with that, I think we both predicted different wins and different losses, but I've yeah. got us being 500 through the two weeks, so we're four wins and four losses. So I got two, actually. So I think that's realistic, right? Four wins, four losses. Pretty long road trip. All of the these games were on the road except two. So maybe we could bump up our road record these next couple weeks. Yeah, good experience for our young guys. I think our first really long road trip this year, we haven't had a ton of long road stints. So Didn't go super well, <laughs> the last road trip we had. No. So I bet it would be good experience for guys like Keontae and Taylor Hendricks, and hopefully Bryson mm-hmm. Sabah joins us. We'll see. We'll see. Let's jump into some news. We've had a lot of rumors this week. I don't know how much weight you'll give to some of these rumors, but we got to talk about it. There's just too many. First rumor that came out was that the Jazz have been frustrated with John Collins yep. and his, uh, how'd they say it, his learning of the system. Mm. Um, he's just hasn't really been able to learn the system really fast, and they're kind of frustrated, and so they're kind of, he's on the trade block right now, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised by this. I, I thought he's been playing pretty well. He hasn't been eye-popping. He's yeah. kind of He's played pretty good, but... Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was kind of surprised that we were just gonna move on from him that fast. We got him for a second round pick, which I think was an absolute steal. Right. And so it's like, what are we gonna get from him now? He hasn't necessarily done anything to boost. Is he really that bad? I don't know. It's interesting. If if we if we got Rudy Gain a second round pick is what we gave up for him. Do you I'm think we'll get anything him. better than that when we trade him? Uh, or, or is it just going to be a salary dump trade from some other team? I feel like we could maybe get a little bit more than that because Rudy Gay. Maybe. I don't think I don't really think he had a spot on the team moving forward, anyways. Yeah. And the second round pick is a throwaway asset, and so I don't know. I feel like we could get at least a meaningful rotational player. John Collins makes twenty five mil too, so it needs to be to match the contracts. It needs to be maybe even multiple players. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to match. I wonder if a team like a player that comes to mind, not that he's necessarily like a great player, but is also overpaid is Duncan Robinson. I really like he's interesting. He's a little bit of a liability defensively, but a very good three point shooter. He would be Joe Ingles. Yeah. If he came to our team. And last year in the playoffs we saw that he could be a really good energy guy. He's a good leader. It seems like his teammates like him. I feel like he fits a Will Hardy system. I do too. A lot better than John Collins. <laughs> How much is Duncan Robinson making in his contract? He's make he signed a couple years ago, five years, ninety million. So that's uh, almost twenty million a year. It's about the same as. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you. I actually wouldn't if it was like Duncan Robinson and like a second round pick. I actually might accept that. Do you think the Heat would accept this trade? I see why not. In the bottom of your bench for a guy that's a solid role player. I was also thinking I really want Malcolm Brogdon on this team. Yeah. I don't know if the Blazers would do it though for John Collins. Because they already got Jeremy Grant. So I like Duncan Robinson better for both teams, but I'd love to trade him for uh Malcolm Brogdon from the Blazers. Maybe give another player as well. Yeah. That would be the interesting thing is, is like, are the Jazz willing to part ways with 
Those Cleveland picks are looking like they might be better. I don't know. Down the road. Donovan Mitchell's going to stick around. I, I, it's not looking like it right now. Yeah. I mean, throw in that Timberwolves first rounder this year. We don't really care about that too no. much. They might do that for Brogdon. Who knows? I would be good with either of those trades. The only thing with Brogdon is he'd take away from Keontae George's minutes, but they could even maybe play together in the starting lineup. Maybe you could throw Clarkson in one of those trades too. Do you think the Warriors would trade Wiggins or Kaminga? It's an interesting one. Brought up the dream suspension, but and then allegedly Clay Thompson's deal is now off the table mm-hmm. that he was going to sign. So who knows? They might be looking to. Yeah, I mean, I guess while we're talking about it. Did you fully understand what Draymond's suspension is? Is it just that he has to, like, complete counseling before he can come back? They weren't clear what the terms were, but um, the NBA statement that they released said that there was terms that he had to meet. I would assume it's probably, like, counseling or something. But, like, that seems like a weird suspension because he could go to counseling and be back in four games, and it's like, I don't know. I think Uh, originally I was thinking... Okay, maybe this is just like another five-game suspension, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It might be more. I just think Draymond needs some help right now. It seems like the Warriors don't care what he does, and so the NBA's got to crack down on this themselves. Otherwise, he's just going to keep rolling. Um, He doesn't mind a five-game suspension if he can knock somebody out in the game, so he's going to keep doing it. So I don't know about you, but over the years... It's hard to forget a lot of the plays Draymond had. So it's just kind of all... It's been happening too long. I think we need to crack down on it right now. And if you're the Warriors, it costs a little strain on your team. Jordan Poole looked really good for them. Like, that was a really good team they had with him. They won a championship. And, and then he got knocked out by Draymond. Sabonis' <laughs> chest. Choked out Gobert, and now... Team needs Draymond, and hopefully he gets help. Yeah, maybe that's enough Draymond talk. But he needs help. Let we'll we'll keep we'll keep updated on what happens with that situation. Yes, but back Um, into back into some of these trades. So we already kind of talked about some Collins trades, along with the Collins ones. The Jazz allegedly have made everybody available except for Keontae George, even Markinen. The biggest one is Larry Markinen. Interesting. But uh, what's the the lowest price we we take for Markinen, do you think? I'll I'll be honest. I'm really surprised when that came out. That yeah, news. Me too. I kind of view Markinen as untouchable personally, but I think what the Jazz are trying to say to other teams right now is, call us, tell us what you're willing to give, and yeah. we'll we'll entertain any trade offer that you have, except for Keontae. Yeah. And so that's that's actually kind of intriguing. I I like the idea that the Jazz are opening it up to other teams and they're willing to see what other teams have because when we did that with donovan and gobert we got some really good packages back yeah and so if marketing's eventually gonna walk in free agency or whatever is gonna happen there or we're gonna give him a contract extension it's a big decision but i think it's a good idea to see what the market value is for some of our players but back to your question i guess what do you think we should get back for marketing well I, I agree with you. Like, I think the question is, is, is Laurie Markkinen good enough to be our best player if we want to make a run for a championship? I don't think so, but I think he could be really... He could a, be a 1B. 
Yeah, or one a a great player on a great team. If we have like another player added at his caliber, yeah. then but and it makes me wonder if the Jazz just like if it seems like we're too good when we have Laura Markkinen, but we're not good enough, so we're kind of in the middle, right? Right. But uh, I do like like what you said. Like, why not make him available? Just see what we could get. If we can get a a Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell type package, maybe not six picks, but just two or three first round picks. Um, one of the teams I saw maybe was, valuable, like maybe a team that's not doing so hot yeah. picks. <laughs> well, one of the if it's like oh the Nuggets or Thunder yeah. picks, I don't know how I'd feel. But. One of the uh, interesting reports I saw, a team that was interested was the Thunder. And right, I've heard that too. Their picks wouldn't be valuable, but they have a ton of other picks that we will, we might right. be considering. The uh, Thunder could give us quite a few picks, and so. Honestly, if they if they were willing to give up six or more picks for marketing, I might accept that. We could become the new Thunder. We'll have like twenty picks. Chet, Laurie, and Shea on the floor at the same time would just be absolutely insane. If you're um, the Thunder's GM, would you? How many? What would you be willing to give up for marketing? Because well, we they've got the assets. I really like Kingston Wallace. I mean, originally was hoping they would take him with that Keontae George pick. I'm glad we took Keontae George, but... Mm-hmm. So like, far, he's been the better player, but Kaysen Wallace has been good in his small minutes. He's been really well. So I wouldn't mind maybe a guy like stay away from Josh Giddy for now. I think they'd have to give us at least Jalen Williams, maybe, too. A couple of valuable first-round picks or pick swaps. I think you consider it, at least, if you're the Jazz. If I'm the Jazz, I'm going to be pretty stingy, like... I'm going to ask for a couple decent players, five first-round picks or more. Kind of similar to a Gobert-Mitchell trade. And I'm not going to rush into a trade either. I'm going to try and get as much back as possible. But I do think the Thunder have enough assets to where I would accept it if they were willing to part ways with maybe Jalen Williams and a a lot of their first-round picks. Yeah, Yeah, that would be a good fit for Laurie too. Yeah, he doesn't need the ball in his hands, and he can play really well with that team. Also, another thing, I don't know if I would be super interested in this, but we could maybe do another trade with the Hawks, and we could get back DeJounte Murray, and I was also thinking maybe Sadiq Bey. So that could give us a real point guard to facilitate. And honestly, the Hawks hasn't really been working too well with Trey Young and DeJounte anyways. Yeah, those, I feel like those are similar to Minnesota picks where we were just like, it was kind of a gamble. Like we felt like Minnesota could have been good with Gobert, obviously, but like we also were like this could also go really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I feel like that's kind of what Atlanta would be. I wouldn't mind gambling on a couple more picks. Dejounte's not that old either. I no. think he's younger than Markinen, really so he would defender. follow the timeline. Great defender. I think he'd be a really good player for us. Yeah. But of course, I don't think he would be as good as Markinen. So we'd need some other assets to help with that but that's another thought i had would you trade him to the knicks for rj barrett for rj maybe i want a couple of their picks too though with rj probably i'm not feeling that i don't i feel like rj is at his prime right now and so i I don't know if i'd if i'd go for it we're not necessarily on great trade talk terms with the knicks (laughs) uh yeah they're they're a little bit sad still from that experience yeah i guess those are the main rumors, right? Yeah. Collins and Markin, but uh, we also talked a little bit about Clarkson potentially being on the trade block. He'd be a good piece to add into any team, yeah. I feel like. 
Um, I've always been talking all year about hashtag trade THT. So I would love to throw him in one of these trades. Honestly, if I'm the Jazz, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. But my untouchable players, if I were the Jazz, would obviously be Laurie, Walker Kessler, Fontecchio, or, or sorry, not Fontecchio, uh, Hendricks, and George. I think everyone else for the right price could be moved. I might even be willing to trade Hendricks for the right price, personally. Yeah, that's true. It depends on what we get back. Honestly, I'm kind of saying Fontecchio's untouchable. I want to keep him so? on the team. I can see it. He's, I just feel like he is only going to go up from here. So mm-hmm. I want, kind of like Terrence Mann, like Terrence Mann was untouchable. Uh, Simone's untouchable, maybe yeah. for me. So maybe the, the strat is we, we send Colin Sexton, THT, Clarkson, Olenek, and John Collins, and we just go all in on Kevin Durant. I think right <laughs> Might be the move. Yeah, he'll he'll average forty points a game on this team if that's what happened. Yeah, we're bad. He might like Utah. Hey, if we tank hard enough, we could draft uh, Brownie James. Maybe his maybe LeBron will come too. But in in all reality, <laughs> I do think if we could get a good package for Markinen for the Thunder, maybe the Hawks, I'd be I'd be willing to accept. And I think maybe we should entertain a John Collins trade. Yeah. Yeah. And- you know, even leveraging a couple of our picks, we don't need all of them. Mm-hmm. Especially this year. Yeah. Sell high on the... You could sell high on the Cavs picks if you don't think that they're going to end up being that bad. We're kind of at a low on the Minnesota picks right now, I think. Yeah, they they look amazing. So, Well, those are some good trade talks. We'll, of course, be keeping updated, especially once it comes to January. I think January 15th or somewhere around there is when a lot of players are able to be traded. So next month, get ready to hear a lot of mock trades and a lot of potential trades that the Jazz could do. This is only the start of those talks. (laughs) A little bit of NBA news before we close. Uh, Did you you hear about the situation with Giannis, the game ball? I just watched this short clip. A fan like videoed him. Yeah. running through the tunnel but maybe I give a little bit more about it it was kind of interesting it's kind of just a misunderstanding basically Giannis scored 64 was a uh, Bucks franchise record is that his career high then too that's his career high been, yeah it's amazing and um and also it was played in Indiana and they had a rookie Oscar Shibway who played for Kentucky last year scored his first NBA point he only scored one point interestingly and so the Pacers wanted to keep the game ball because it was his first NBA point. And, of course, Giannis wanted the game ball because it was a Frank ah. record, his career high. And so they gave him a ball, but it wasn't the ball. Like, he was like, <laughs> this doesn't feel like the game ball. And so he was freaking out. And, of course, the pa- and so he ran down the tunnel, and the Pacers were telling him that they were giving it to the rookie. And you can kind of understand both sides, like why they'd want mm-hmm. the ball. And uh, it it looked pretty bad, I think, for Giannis, but I don't know. I could see both sides of it. Kind of just funny to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, I'm not thinking too serious into it. Giannis yeah. is a funny guy, and I guess his emotions maybe got to him a little bit, but yeah. it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny video of him running down the tunnel with, like, three guys. Yeah. It reminds me of, I was watching Elf. Christmas movie. Great movie. Ah, uh, like when he sees Santa Claus in the 
in the mall and he says, this isn't Santa. <laughs> what did I sing for you on your birthday? Um, but yeah, Giannis like, this is not the game ball. <laughs> Anyways, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, did you see last night Jalen Brunson's 50 ball? It's an impressive game. His stat line, he was 9 for 9 from 3. And in the second half, he was 12 for 12 from the field. Just an amazing, absolutely amazing. dominant game. Like, incredible. Yeah, he was getting to the rim pretty easily. He was. Um, when he, it, I'm really glad he decided to do this after playing the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he was playing us, he missed like four free throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was, he I think he was kind of ticked off after that game, <laughs> yeah. and that's um, unfortunate for... For this game goes off for 50. Yeah, balled out. I think he had like five steals too. Just I don't know if anybody really saw this coming for Jalen Brunson last year. I mean, last year he played well, but the year before when he just signed with the Knicks, it's like, oh, okay. But he I think if anyone player. would have seen this coming, it would have been would have been Jazz fans because of how true. dominant he was in the in the playoffs. But he he's going to be a bona fide All Star this year. I don't see any way he doesn't make it. Starter. Yep. It's going to be a little tough, but yeah. I think he's the best player on their team now. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I was too confident going into that game. I, I thought BYU was going to dominate and it was just going to be easy win. Yeah. It was a loss. <laughs> started just like 16 at halftime if you didn't watch it. I we weren't hitting our threes, which is uncharacteristic of this BYU team. It happens. It happens. Back into, it, but we just it was just too late. So good win for the Utes. It was close, close at the so end, right? It was close. We did. We could have won even with a bad, bad shooting night. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We don't really have any big competition till January either. So once January hits, I'm I'm a little bit more invested. But yeah. dang, would have been nice to have that that yeah, way. What a good rivalry. Hopefully the basketball side of it starts heating up more. We want to see that. Well, thank you to everyone for listening to this episode, wherever you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple. Um, go ahead and leave us five stars. And we probably won't do another episode until next year. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Yes, be safe out there. Just enjoy the time with your family. Christmas. Yeah, watch out for deer. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful driving in the snow. I don't know how much snow we'll get. Yes, hopefully Santa treats you well. All right. Peace. <laughs>